Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Discover, transform, manifest. Welcome to Empowered Whole Being Radio, a safe and sacred place to discover and explore our unity. Hello, fellow empowerment seekers, and welcome to our show today. Frances will not be with us. She is in the Dominican Republic visiting family, and she'll be back with us in a couple of weeks. I'm sure she'll have a lot of interesting stories to share. She hasn't been um, in the, this is where she was born, and she hasn't uh, been there for a number of years. So we've uh, we've connected um, brief, uh, for a little bit a couple days ago, and it's been fascinating for her to see the contrast between um, the projected beliefs of who she is in contrast to where she feels she who she is now. Um, and that's such great value. So let's begin the show with a divine heart coherence, guided meditation, a connection with that, that greater self that who we really are. And um, I always feel that from beginning from a place of coherence, the show is that much more connected and guided for all of us. So those of you who may have not heard um, this before or are new to the show, basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to be shifting the frequency, the vibratory rate of our third and fourth dimension bodies, third being the physical, fourth being the what we call the auric field. Um, and we're going to be using a guided meditation that will shift the frequency. We're going to be utilizing as an activator for the shift a moment in nature that you personally experienced that was mind-blowingly beautiful. That when you saw that sunrise, that sunset, um, waterfall, forest, desert, ocean, wherever it was and whatever it was for you, in that moment, you couldn't help but smile from the joy of experiencing the power of creation around you and that somehow some way you really felt a part of that you, you felt connected there was no separation so i um, ask that each of you select a moment in nature of that beauty magnitude and connectedness and we're going to utilize that in just a moment. So here's some quantum biological background as to why this process is so key. The heart is the primary transmitter of electromagnetic frequency data information. The belly brain, which is the um, common name for the enteric nervous system, your gut. The belly brain is a primary receiver of electromagnetic frequency data. The heart has 40 million neurons. The enteric nervous system, the belly brain, has over 100 million neurons. There is so much data now showing how the belly brain actually influences the brain and the head so much more than anyone ever realized. And the reason for this, not just the fact that the belly brain secretes all the same neurotransmitters and uh, hormones and everything that the brain does, um, it's also because the belly brain is what controls the brain antenna 
think of a radio, an old radio, when you turn the dial to get a station. So the belly, the belly brain, if it's receiving in predominantly fear-based frequencies, is going to attune and adjust the brain antenna to focus in to the pineal gland, which is the central receiver of all of this thoughts and images that pop in. Because the belly brain is raw emotion. The pineal is where we get that data that transmits into um, thoughts and images. So the belly brain attunes the brain antenna to feed in either from fear-based frequencies or joy-based frequencies. If we're receiving predominantly joy, love, unity frequencies into our belly, transmitting them from the heart, receiving them into the belly, creating that nice toroidal flow, then the brain antenna is in sync with that and it will begin to, you'll feel yourself receiving guidance, you know, information, clarity, whatever you want to call it. But what, what's really happening on a quantum biological level is that you're actually tuned in. You're connected with the greater being that we all are. And there's even these amazing things that happen in a, in a nanosecond. I don't even know if that, that's even faster than that, maybe. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Uh, in the brain, for instance, when we talk about expanding consciousness and receptivity, this happens on a quantum biological level that translates to a biological experience where the in the brain we have neurons, uh, half of it is an axiom which um, transmits, the other part is the dendron which receives, it's called dendron because it looks like, uh, it's Greek for tree because it looks like branches of a tree, and on the dendron branches there are these little um, um, thing called um, dendritic spines and these pop up and they kind of look like mobile little mushrooms they, um, they're very fluid they pop in and out of the dendritic branches and when we are primarily predominantly transmitting and receiving in the joy love unity frequency range millions and millions of dendritic uh, spines just pop up on the dendritic branches in the neurons on our in our head in our brain and that allows for more frequency data information to be received and then in contrast, when we're predominantly resonating with fear, anger frequencies, guess what? They aren't there. They're very, very minute amount. So on every possible level, we are designed to be our human self, our physical self, and its um, companion fourth dimension body, are designed to be transmitters and receivers of electromagnetic frequency data information. So this particular divine heart coherence connection, guided meditation, whatever you want to call it, is all about, it's a very simple process and it's very profound at the same time. Because what it does is it allows you to become empowered to be aware of what frequency range you're predominantly transmitting and receiving. And why is this important? Because it will empower you to shift your day-to-day -day experience. So what we're going to do is we're going to, each of us, invoke that moment in nature that was so profoundly awe-inspiring and beautiful and joyful and amazing that we couldn't help but want to smile. We felt that connectedness. We're going to focus this feeling in our heart. So if it's helpful, 
place your fingertips at the very base of your breastbone because I want you to focus there. That's the most important place, right there. So close your eyes, bring your focus to your heart and feel that moment in nature with every ounce of your senses. If there was a certain aroma of fresh leaves or, or, or redwood trees or the ocean, the salt in the air, or if there was a breeze, or there were certain colors, I want you please to now invoke and feel and experience, feel and experience all of it right now. Feel it in your heart, feel it, feel that moment of joy. Good, let it expand, just be there, feel it in your heart. Good, let it expand, let it expand. And now visualize a beam of that energy expanding and expanding and just flowing out from your heart into the very center of all consciousness. And we can visualize that as a beautiful, a massive, beautiful light. And from that beautiful light of all consciousness, a beam of energy then flows into your belly. So it's out from the heart into consciousness, greater self, and from greater self into the belly. Just feel that joy of that moment. Just focus on the feeling and focus on it flowing and growing out from the heart and into the belly and feel how your belly is being filled with that warmth and that expansiveness, that calmness, that peace, that joy. Let it flow out from the heart into the light, from the light into the belly. Let it expand, let it expand. And now visualize another beam of energy coming into the very top of your head, into the pineal. And then another one into your back between your shoulder blades, which then flows out through your heart back into the light. We're now completing our toroidal interconnected flow of energy. Everything has this toroidal flow. Everything, the earth, each of us individually, tree, everything in the third dimension has a toroidal flow in and out. Feel that moment. If anything feels resistant or tight, just say these words, deactivate, dissolve, release. And what you do when you say that is you're telling that blocking, fearful, angry energy that you're deactivating it and you're dissolving its impact and you're releasing it back to transform to joy. Deactivate, dissolve, release and feel that joyful moment feel the beauty of the connectedness feel it let it expand excellent we are grateful for this opportunity to collectively come together to create further transformation and expansion for everything and we feel blessed for this opportunity to share this moment. And so it is. Well, that's a good way to start a day. Today we're going to be talking about the illusion of separation and understanding a little bit more about its purpose, why it's there, why it's so important, and not to see it as an enemy, but to see it as part of the bigger picture of evolution of consciousness. So we're going to be taking a look at this from both a spiritual and quantum context, which I hope will make it more clear and um, less ambiguous for everyone. Because the illusion of separation is a key cornerstone of what makes this holodeck of the third dimension even exist. Without it, it wouldn't. Before we jump into that, though, um, 
our last show, which was a month ago, because we didn't do a show two weeks ago. And that was because both Francis and I were going through tremendous transformation. Great energetic evolution was happening. <laughs> and um, she was coming out of a court issue release. Um, and I was just getting ready for one. There was a lot, a lot of energy pinging around. And um, we both just felt very guided to take a break, step back, let it let it unfold and observe with compassion. And um, I'm coming, she's coming out the other side, I'm coming out the other side. And I have to say, this is a really new place that I'm in right now. And I'm excited about it. There's a, a deeper understanding and experience, not intellectual, like knowing this, of the beauty of us that I've never, as a human, felt before. And down the road, I'll share more about that. So the last show was how to expand our feeling focus mastery. Great show. If you haven't caught it, check it out. It's on iTunes, podcast under Empowered All Being Radio. Uh, also, you can access it from the Facebook page, Empowered Whole Being Foundation, or in Blog Talk Radio. We were just talking about the importance of, um, of the feeling focus and how to increase your mastery with this process to, you know, to minimize uh, the creation of unconscious self-perpetuating, uh, sorry, loop of self-defeating events. Um, don't really have much in the way of announcements. We do have a call-in number if you'd like to call in with your thoughts and comments or questions. 646-378-1732. That's 646 378 1732. We love hearing from everyone. We are all one. <laughs> so um, we encourage people to call. Also, too, we are um, our, the publishing company, Empowered Whole Being Press, is um, still in the process of receiving visionary author manuscripts. So if you uh, have written something that, that you feel that you want, you know, your voice to be heard and and just know that if you're feeling nudged to write, then your voice needs to be heard. Someone will, or someone's, will be able to hear your message only if it comes from you. Remember, everything's interconnected. So the illusion of separation, understanding its purpose. So we're going to be taking a look at this, like I said, from both a spiritual, because it's really not separate. <laughs> but, you know, there's, that's part of the illusion of separation and um, a quantum science context. Um, how does it influence our third dimensional human experience, this illusion of separation? And is it possible to diminish its influence? I say yes. And what purpose does it serve? This discussion is really um, in, in, in another um, context, the same as the discussion between classical physicists and quantum physicists. And I, because that's what's happening now. There is this transition happening on all levels, as we know, and that includes the scientific community. There are scientists, quantum scientists right now, that are, have been working on theories that um, are removing the barrier, that illusion of separation between classical phys physics and quantum physics. And one in particular that I really uh, um, am impressed with his work and, and semi-quasi-following him is this um, um, Dr. Vedral, Vlatko Vedral. And I came, I was guided um, 
to this scientific American um, issue. It was a collector's issue. It was it was available at the first quarter of this year. I was in a store in um, Illinois on a business trip, and it were there. It was, and I'm like, whoa, okay. The 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 front cover, of course, just sucked me right in. It um, was announcing that it was physics at the limits and I thought yes so I grabbed that and in this issue was this one article that so moved me and I don't know if you can still get this um, collector's issue but I imagine you can from the Scientific American website perhaps and this one article was very exciting to read. It's called Living in a Quantum World. And this is by Vladko Vedril, it's a PhD. Now a little bit about Dr. Vedril. He is a, a University of Oxford professor of physics. His research specialty is on the theory of entanglement and quantum information. Now remember, entanglement is the quantum physics term for what we, in the spiritual you know, um, context, refer to as interconnectedness. So that's the point of reference. Entanglement equates to interconnectedness. So basically what, he's, what his article is doing is it just has busted the long-standing scientific community's approach that quantum mechanics, quantum science, physics only apply to the micro world and that classical physics was completely separate and ruled all else. It's a really good article. Highly recommend it. So the third dimension illusion of separation is fueled by the antiquated belief of quantum mechanics not applying to all matter, which upholds the perception of duality, separation, separateness, isolation. And by communally embracing that belief, it is um, holding it in place. But it's okay, because that's part of the purpose of it. Now, whether we're conscious or unconscious of it, we create our reality. So, theoretically, if enough humans, avatars with their conscious decision, gathered together and held the intention that everything would be revealed as being interconnected, it would happen because we create a reality. That's why we are electromagnetic frequency transmitters and receivers. That's how we're designed. There's more to it, but just is a real simplified um, statement. That's, that is true. So, we have this co-created reality and we experience it as being external. That something or someone is controlling our life experiences, you know, making us happy, sad, fulfilled, empty, whatever. So keeping in mind Dr. Vedral's work showing that through entanglement, interconnectedness, everything third, fourth, whatever dimension you want to talk about. It's all interconnected because ultimately we already are the creator. Now the illusion of separation is really vital to create a laboratory environment for self-realization and self-discovery. Now I'm talking about this not from a human point of view but more from the greater self. Not a us and them. There's only one. There's us. All of us is we. We are the we are the one. From that point of view, we can see that in order to better understand ourselves, our self, 
it's important to have experience and contrast. Because through contrast, we can develop understanding, which then leads to compassion. And that's how energy gets transformed from fear to love and joy through compassion and understanding. We've seen this a bunch of times when um, political figures who have, I'll, I'll use Dick Cheney as an example. Um, when his daughter revealed that uh, her nature, her true self was gay um, or, you know, preferred to be with women, that was so counter to the whole Republican culture at the, well, still is. And for Dick Cheney, it was, it was a really, it was a crossroads moment for him. It was a personal moment where he was forced to choose between the love for his daughter and the acceptance of her and a belief system that was counter to her nature. And what did he do? He stopped railing against gay marriage. He didn't speak about it. And he became very quiet. And he was supportive of his daughter, which I applaud that. That's just one example. So a personal, so what's happening is that this idea of separation, this, that us and them, it only exists if there isn't understanding and compassion. So in reality, I am you and you are me. When you go to the very source of all creation, there is one, there is just energy. If you go into the quantum understanding of what you are, you are energy. And what and how we take form is in focused at attention and intention. So the illusion of separation creates the, the veil, the buffer between the third and fourth dimension and the greater self. How many of you have ever walked into a room where there were people who were really angry and upset and it was like walking into a cement wall? I'm an empath. Um, I, more and more I'm very um, aware and clearly aware of energetic exchanges that are happening around because again energy is non-local so when we walk into that brick wall that cement wall it can be pretty uh, I mean palatably painful energetically painful so the point of that is that Without this veil, this buffer, we as greater self would be experiencing directly all of the emotional interactions of its own self-realization research. So another way of looking at that is that if you imagine yourself playing a video game and you've created an avatar that's role-playing, what if that video game also made it possible, and this may happen in the future, I don't know, made it possible to energetically, emotionally experience the avatar's pain and frustration and joy and all its whole huge range of emotional feelings. It might be tough to play that game, I bet. May not be able to play it, maybe choosing to not go into war 
or fight or kill or whatever, you know, in those more aggressive games. You follow where I'm going with this. So when we, when people play role-playing games, they don't feel they're disconnected from the drama and the chaos and the, and the huge gamut of expression feelings that are happening for that avatar that has that's also what needs to happen for us as greater self so the wall the veil the the illusion of separation the, one of the key purposes of it is to create a buffer an energetic buffer that slows down the transmissions of anger and fear and judgment and blame. All of those energies are a specific kind of bandwidth, a range of frequencies. Each of them a little nuanced, but they all, they all have the root of fear as their root frequency. So those vibrate at a denser, heavier frequency, right? When we talk about, oh, I felt heavy when I walked into that room and everybody was so upset and everything. Or, God, I felt like I was just lifting up in an elevator. I felt like I was so expanded and light. Everybody was so happy and smiling. We can feel a difference. They vibrate at a different rate. So these denser emotions move, are more buffered and cannot penetrate this veil, this illusion of separation. It makes the perfect opportunity for us as greater self to observe, to understand its own experiences when it first became conscious. I know that goes against the, the most religious, uh, organized religion type approaches, most of them, to, and I use this word on purpose, God, as if God just is sitting there somewhere and knows everything, is perfect, and... Um, never experience sadness or never experience fear. But you go look at the Old Testament and you see how that's a pretty pissed off God. <laughs> pretty angry. And the point is, nothing exists unless there's a, um, an experience of it. How can there be fear if creator didn't already feel it first. Again, we're not separate. You look at the quantum science, there's no separation. We're all interconnected. We're all entangled. So, illusion of separation. Number one purpose, to hold the veil in place. The us and them. It's happening to me instead of the experience of knowing that you're creating what's happening to you. First transmission, then creation. By taking ownership that you already are the creator, that you're not separate, even if you don't feel it, just being willing to be open to the possibility that that is true begins to shift your experience. Taking ownership of your daily creation, that begins to open the, the door or helps you walk through the threshold, put it that way, of creating more joy because you have a choice. By utilizing the divine heart coherence technique, you can feel 
the difference when your belly is tight. Like for instance, this is what I do. When I start noticing, when I begin to notice that there are self-negating, diminishing thoughts and images popping into my awareness, I immediately stop, check my belly, check my heart. Where's my frequency focus? Where's my feeling focus? Well, I know that it's predominantly being uh, upon uh, fear, anger, frequency. So I shift it immediately. And as soon as I shift it and get the toroidal flow going again in the joy, love, unity, predominantly band of frequencies, those thoughts and images go away. Because again, the pineal gland, the brain antenna is feeding into the pineal gland whatever um, bandwidth that we're feeling, our, our focus is, uh, feeling focus is upon. So if it's um, fear, anger, and it, your heart will feel tight and heavy, your belly will feel tight and, and heavy. If it's joy, love, unity, your chest will feel expanded and your heart area will feel light. Your belly will feel warm and relaxed. You can tell it. You can feel where you are. And then you have a choice. You can use that divine heart coherence technique. Shift your feeling focus. And take ownership with compassion that that experience was brought to your attention for a reason. It's data. It's giving you, feeding you, you as greater self are feeding you the avatar. Whatever information for a freer, lighter experience. So the another part of the illusion of separation, besides being the very corner, cornerstone of the wall, the veil, which allows for the self-realization process, it creates the opportunity for the human experience to feel isolation to um, experience that separation anxiety. The illusion of separation is created in the physical dimension over and over when we're born and the umbilical cord is cut. When we're weaned, as we begin to walk, it's like a double-edged sword from a human experience. We no longer are kept in this smaller protected world where things are being done for us. We are becoming more and more separate and independent. It's a good thing and it can be a scary thing for some people. Especially if there wasn't a sense of connectedness to the joy-love frequency. When there isn't that sense of connectedness, and instead there's more of a blame, abuse type situation, then that's all the avatar knows. So the separation becomes more and more traumatic. And that jittery feeling in the heart, like you're free, like in a dream, when you, like I've had these dreams, not now, but years past, of free falling. That feeling of not being connected to anything, that jittery feeling in the heart, that's what leads to addiction because it's all about not feeling that feeling. It's also a, a very powerful tool to 
maintain our focus on the physical self. The, the energy of the illusion of separation is so powerful. It makes it possible to believe that the physical world is your real experience, that your physical identity is who you are. Without the illusion of separation and all that it, that it contains energetically, that would not be possible. We talk about indigo children, the crystal children coming in um, who have an experience of more connectedness. Well, yeah, for them, their programming, the illusion of separation is not so firmly planted or um, I can't even say this, um, is not so thick. I'm trying to think of how to describe that. Therefore, they're not experiencing the separateness the same way that someone else would in the physical, their physical consciousness, who has a very strongly planted separation belief, in ex which therefore is their experience. And we see that in so many ways. Um, those individuals who go to joy first or feel love or unity is really part of their intention. Their reactions to chaos or challenge is quite different than um, an avatar whose predominant feeling focus is fear and anger. Also, something else to keep in mind is that if you want to understand what an individual, you know, an avatar's perception, unconscious perception of God or the creator, you know, from a human perspective, if you want to understand what it is, and they may not know it, but you can take a look at their relationship with their family and their parents. The way that this is orchestrated unconsciously is that the way our unconscious, avatar's unconscious perception of creator is reflected in the story of their family and their childhood and their their birth experience, all of that. Because the father-mother figures represent the androgynous creator energy. The electric, which is the feminine, and the magnetic, which is the masculine. That doesn't mean that's who we are. That just means that was part of the research program. However, it provides me a lot of compassion. When I see that, I understand. I understand where they're coming from. Therefore, I can feel compassion because ultimately, guess what? That individual who's angry and hurt and strikes out deep down inside is so afraid of being alone that they believe that there's nothing else. That's all there is for them. I love that a siren just went by at that time. <laughs> so I'm hoping in today's show that um, this point of view, this framing will provide a new context of observing your own day-to-day -day experiences to allow you to not automatic robotically go through the day-to-day -to, -day, to begin to be aware of the fact that this separation is really an illusion 
it's a necessary illusion. It maintains, like I said, this beautiful buffer so that we as creator are not completely blasted with all the intensity of the emotions that are created here in this holodeck, third dimension holodeck, for self-exploration. And then when we get to the point where we begin to switch, you know, we flip that switch and we are in that space of release. We have, And what that means is that an individual, an avatar, then becomes aware and conscious that, wait a minute, there's something more to me than just this physical body. What is that? How am I connected? What's really happening here? That's when that switch is flipped from researching to releasing those frequencies that no longer serve you. And as that happens, the illusion of separation diminishes its hold. It begins to fade. When people say to me, how do you know how I'm feeling? I'm fe when I when I'm on the phone with someone and we're doing a a tran uh, transformation facilitation session, and I will say, "What triggered? What 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 are you? What are you? Um, what's going on for you right now? What are you experiencing? Because your belly just got very tight, and they'll." say how do you know because of entanglement because of interconnectedness there is no separation we're one energy the illusion of individuation is purposefully there like i said to create the um optimum environment for self-exploration and realization but that does not mean that's who we are. We are not separate. So by embracing that possibility, doesn't mean you have to even 100% believe it, but just being willing to, uh, being open to it, creates the opportunity to begin to release that which does not serve you anymore. And what I mean by that is that those blocking beliefs that you're somehow small, that you are meaningless, ineffectual. That's just part of the research program. Because in truth, just like I am, just like everybody, just like everything, we are creator energy. We are the greater self. That's our true source. That is who we are. And when you look at the quantum science, same thing. There's energy. As we begin to expand more and more in our realization of, our, of who we really are, that brings us to greater and greater levels of integrating those feelings, which then erases previous blocking beliefs, previous perceptions of our identity. It goes from being a concept to be a knowingness. It goes from seeing someone who is as being separate from you as being you. And I read about that years ago, and I thought, how can that be? How can that person over there that's cutting me off in traffic, be me. Because that person already energetically is you. And whatever energy that I had been unconsciously from my avatar transmitting about diminishing my, my sense of self by keeping myself small or helped co-create and orchestrate being cut off in traffic. I created it. It wouldn't have happened if I wasn't transmitting energy in advance 
focusing my feelings on feeling small, of, of feeling unimportant. By taking ownership of those co-creations, we then are embracing that we are creator. And by taking ownership, we then have a choice. I can choose to keep feeling angry or I can choose to feel joy. And I choose to feel joy. Because no matter how justified in human terms it would be for me to express anger, ultimately the only individual or the only the next experience after that would not do anything towards that other person. Ultimately, it would then fire back on me. It would loop back, boomerang back. So I look at that now and I say, is it really worth it? Because when it comes back, the energy comes back. First we transmit, then we co-create. It's not going to come in the same circumstance. That's why sometimes it seems difficult or challenging to recognize our co-creations because it, it appears as if it's something different. Oh, it wasn't the same person or it was a different circumstance. Look at the energy. How did you feel when I boomeranged back? You'll see it's the same energy, different environment, different transaction, different event, same result. So I look at that now and I say, mm, not worth it. Not worth it at all. Because I don't want to self-perpetuate the feelings of being small, the feelings of being unloved or separate. It's not true. I choose not to focus on that. And I see that for all of you, because we are the same energy. We are the one. It's not some ambiguous hocus pocus. When you look at the quantum science that's happening, all the newest research, <laughs> it's all the same. It's saying the same thing. We are one. And becoming in sync with the greater self will enable you and your human consciousness to allow the integration, to embrace it. And be, be prepared when you embrace it, that there's going to be blocking beliefs, you know, that were implanted for research, father, mother, whatever issues. That's not who you are. That's just the research program. Those things will come to the surface so that you can transmute them back to joy, allowing for further, deeper integration. It's not like there's no right or wrong way. There's only love and joy. When things come up, embrace it. Look at it from your place of coherence. If you feel yourself running more fear and anger, come back into coherence and ask the what questions. What information is most important for me now to know from that experience? What is this really telling me? You feel the difference in those questions, the what questions, as opposed to compared to how, why? How did this happen? No, we created it. We already know how it happened. Why did it happen? Because I was transmitting it first. What is the message? That's the empowerment place. What is the message? What data is being revealed from my true self, the greater being, the greater consciousness, the quantum consciousness? What information and data is being spoon-fed to my avatar to 
assist her and support her in being more free. That's the way to look at it. That's what's empowering. That's what supports transmission of, of joy, more joy, and transition in the evolution of who you are. You begin to feel more the expanded self and less of the story because that's not who you are. That's just your research on behalf of all of us to create more understanding and therefore more compassion. So let's let that just settle in for a moment and feel the power and the expansiveness of knowing that if something happens that's unpleasant, you're not a victim. It's not being done to you. It's an occurrence that was co-created by you unconsciously to bring data, to bring information, awareness, because you already are the greater self. That's your truth. That's who you are. The rest is just the research, the story. By framing it that way, it creates more opportunity for release and transformation um, and integration. So you begin to walk around still in your physical self, but guess what? You are feeling and experiencing everything from your true source of self. I call this ascension because you are literally transforming your frequency with there's less fear, anger, heavier, denser frequencies being transmitted and, and received and resonating in your field of energy. You are lighter. You are ascending. And the more integrated you become, where you view your day-to-day -day experiences from the, the point of view as greater self already, that's ascension. It's not like lifting up out of the, <laughs> going up to some kind of something in the sky. We're energy, we're fields of energy. It's not separate. So I encourage you to play with that, to expand your level of awareness, your self-awareness, observing with compassion what pulls you out of coherence, of a predominantly joyful feeling, knowing that the three stages of transformation transition are for release of blocking beliefs recognition number one something just pulled me out of coherence what the heck was that number two identifying what, what the blocking belief is what the emotional charge was while in coherence, remember, because if you're in that energy, forget about it. There's no clarity. Remember the pineal gland is being fed data from the brain antenna from the blocking program, not from your greater self. So while in coherence, you'll get clarity. And then after those first two steps of recognition and then identification, then comes disengagement. That's when we can have that moment of epiphany saying, what, I don't, this doesn't serve me. What the heck? I don't want this anymore. There you go. That's beginning of that whole release process. So we're running out of time for today's show. I hope you found this of value. And thank you so much for being, for being here with this intention to expand and to hold this, um, the willingness to experience you as being greater self, because with that, together we create the shift. We'll see, we'll be together in two weeks again. Francis will be back. I'm
her her stories. And until then, joy be with you. This has been Empowered Whole Being Radio. Thank you for joining us. On-demand episodes are available at empoweredwholebeing.com. Until next time, joy to you.